0: You have influence. Develop your influence at this year's Global Leadership Summit. Join the live online broadcast across Canada August 6 to 7 when thousands of everyday leaders will learn from our world-class faculty featuring Craig Rochelle, Amy Edmondson, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Lisa Turkhurst, plus many more. Discover the challenges and opportunities of leading during these times. Tickets for the full two-day experience are $149. Register today for the Global Leadership Summit at gls twenty twenty. Stephen Arterburn is our guest today on Focus on the Family, and he shares a very difficult story about a past regret of being involved in an abortion decision.
1: As I looked back, I just saw I I was so foolish. Yeah. Because here would have been this whole wonderful person. That would have lived and had descendants and all of that, and and I was the one that destroyed them.
0: Well, we're going to be hearing more from Steve's heart today as we share a message of healing and forgiveness and hope. Your host is Focus President Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller.
2: Hey John, we went on the road to five different cities in five days, and that was a little rough, wasn't it? It was exhausting, it? <laughs> but great. And that was last year to share a pro-life message with a different guest each night, and it was exciting to witness the enthusiasm that our friends showed for pre-born children mm-hmm. and their mothers. It was awesome. And it was exhausting, but rewarding. In fact, I came down with a cold that first day, and I thought, oh, Lord, how am I going to get through all this? But we did it. And you were a great help, John, um, you know, in the recordings, et cetera. So uh, we wanted to share with you, uh, when we were in Dallas-Fort Worth, it was Steve Arterburn, and we had a great night. And he was so open and vulnerable mm-hmm. about what he had gone through, participating in an abortion, and you're going to hear that story today. And you'll also hear uh, you're cold in that conversation. That's so true. Story. I'm sorry for yeah.
0: that. Well, you pressed on, and it was great, and we're going to have that message in just a moment, um, but we're bringing it to you today as we lead up to our big online pro-life event this coming September 26th. We're calling it See Life 2020. And uh, it's going to be a great time with speakers and music, and we're going to say more as we close out today's broadcast. And in the meantime, you can find details at FocusOnTheFamily.ca. And I know you're going to be encouraged in this conversation we had with Stephen Arterburn at Central Bible Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We had a great audience, and here's how the conversation began. Well, welcome to a special Focus on the Family broadcast from Dallas, Fort Worth. (laughs) Wow. There is some energy in the room, and that's the kind of excitement, Jim, we're trying to build on uh, after last year's really successful event in Times Square on May the 4th, when we had about 20,000 people joined and jammed into Times Square to see a live ultrasound on the screen. It was an awesome experience, and we're going to try to recreate that in the next several months.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is our moment in the pro-life community to demonstrate and kind of focus our energy to say we care about the woman and we care about that baby, and that's what we need to be proclaiming. Yeah,
0: there is some uh, tremendous energy and momentum there, and we are really pleased for that. Uh, Mark your calendar, go online, see the details, and please tell friends about this. We want a lot of people standing up supporting life. It is our privilege to have Steve Arterburn with us uh, here tonight. He is the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries and is a teaching pastor at Northview Church with multiple locations. I think 12 locations. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, across Indiana.
1: And three others in special locations. Prisons, Indiana prisons, full functioning church campuses and prisons.
0: That's awesome. It I didn't great. even realize that. Yeah. Well, you've been a very popular guest. It's our
2: privilege Thank to have you back. Thank Thanks you. for having me. So glad to have you back. I so appreciate our friendship. You know, we have met sometimes at national religious broadcasters, and we just have fun we connecting. Do. And I love your heart for people. And what I really appreciate about you is your transparency, and we're going to get that tonight because yeah. you have a really tough story. But one of the mistakes I feel like many of us who, I guess as Christian leaders, it seems odd to even you know, categorize yourself in that way. We're not very vulnerable about our own shortcomings, our own mistakes. We try to project perfection. And, uh, you know, people, I think they like models like that, that, you know, we can, okay, we can follow that. But the reality of the Christian life is brokenness. And I am so grateful to your heart. You're so good by being vulnerable with your shortcomings being a
1: human being. So how do you like that? Well, it's a humbling thing to talk about, especially this particular area. But, you know, I felt like, and I've told my wife this often, that I had a moment where I really felt like God called me. To be a revealer of the truth of my life, even though huh. that truth was not uh, very pretty. And I hope and pray that by doing that, it would encourage others to open up about some of the things that really, well, as you'll hear in my case, it, it made me sick. And I believe that our secrets make all of us mm-hmm. sick. And God has such healing and hope for us when we can be open and honest about our lives, even the ugly stuff. Yeah, and I so appreciate that. Years ago, and we'll get into it,
2: you spoke at your alma mater, which is Baylor. You shared some very surprising and difficult things in that message with the students. Um, What was it that
1: you shared? And they must have just gone, wow. Well, there are a lot of things I wanted to share, but I felt like I needed to tell them what had happened. And I said, you know, years earlier, I came here to get a Christian education. But what I got was I got a girl pregnant. And when I found out, I just quickly did what you did. I just paid for her to have an abortion, is what I told them. And I shared with them the results of that. I ended up, uh, you know, when you, when you pay for your own child to be destroyed, uh, even, even an atheist has some kind of intrinsic guilt. Well, with me, it was total shame. I had to drop out of school, had about 80 ulcers, uh, that were just killing me inside. In fact, I was on these heavy sulfa drugs. I had to be hospitalized. I moved back home, and it was just the the guilt and shame of this secret. There was no body to grieve, you know, when I woke up to what I had done. There was no funeral. There was no one I could tell. I couldn't tell my parents, yeah. and so in this shame, I was dying, and uh, I was so fortunate uh, that I found grace. You know, I heard Chuck Swindoll on Christian radio say, uh, your past just ended one second ago. Why would you live in it? And I had felt like God wanted me to to show him no one ever felt more shame, more guilt over this horrible thing. And so then I felt a different call that God really did do a lot so I could be free of that shame. So I shared this with these students And then I returned home after sharing it. Um, That girlfriend uh, contacted you afterwards.
2: She did. I don't know how many years it had been.
1: Well, it had been um, more than a decade. And um, I had talked with her at another time when I asked for her forgiveness. But I hadn't heard from her since. And so when I returned home, uh, she called me and she said, I heard that you told our story. And I said, yes. And I did it in a way that I don't think anybody would ever know that it was you and she said oh no that I know and uh, she said I heard you tell them that you paid for the abortion and I said yes I wanted them to know that I, I was part of this and she said well you know next time you tell the story you should be more honest and I said well what do you mean and I didn't have any idea what she meant she said well you didn't just pay for it but you pressured me and you wow. made sure that I knew that you would not be there for me and our baby." And she said I felt I had no other choice but to go through with the abortion and that's the first time you had
2: that realization
1: yeah wow. so a whole other wave of shame and and just to come to grips with what a coward I had been in the face of my baby needing me and this wonderful young woman needing me to be a man and I had been that and so it was a pretty traumatic after all those years. Steve, um, you know, so often when we're talking about this
2: issue of abortion, and this is one of the great, I think, outcomes of having you on the program, we'll hear from women and men who will say, you're not talking enough about the male side of this, and so we're doing that now. I mean, this is your story. Did you ever backtrack in how she may have felt that way and where you failed to uh, make sure that there may have been more options, or were you guilty as charged?
1: Well, at the time, there weren't big billboards, there weren't big movements, pro-life movements, call this number, things like that. And so it just seemed like um, we just, or I had just moved to do that, and just what you did, and I knew where to go to get it done. And so I just think that it was one of those situations where I was not... Going to have my plans interrupted. I didn't really understand that this was a life. That this was, you know, I knew it was alive. I didn't know it was a life. That was the difference, and that's a big difference. Just that one letter. And so I, um, as I looked back, I just saw I, I was so foolish. Yeah. Because here would have been this whole wonderful person that would have lived and had descendants and all of that, and and I was the one that destroyed. that, Steve,
2: speaking to men that are listening right now who may have that secret or you know for whatever reason they're saying man that's exactly where I was at at whatever point they were at whether it was college or later or whatever. Talk to men directly right now about our responsibility in this. It seems like the formula typically goes it's all on the woman.
1: Well it isn't because um, you know our role ends at conception in the development of a child, and then we're to provide and protect for the life we created. That's what men are for when a life is created. When you don't do that, uh, you will eventually experience the guilt and shame from destroying that life. And it's not just the the man that's involved with the woman. There's often a physician or a minister or a father. Uh, other men get involved and pressure the person. And one of the things that I've said to many women over the years you, you might be feeling horrible that you had an abortion, but a lot of women, they didn't have an abortion. They had an abortion done to them. At age 14, you're not exactly deciding to go down and have an abortion in every case. Somebody's saying, this is it, or someone like me is pressuring you. And so us men have to step up and be the man. And, you know, I feel like, a, like an arsonist speaking to a bunch of firefighters. You know, I'm the, the worst of the worst but I'm hoping that somebody could hear how I felt afterwards and then decide maybe uh, to think differently about that decision. Yeah, Uh,
2: Steve, the part that really intrigues me is how we as men need to, to do things differently. When you look at the issue of abortion, where can we go for different outcomes? Where can that young man go today who's 20 in college How can he help lead in that situation rather than help destroy what God has created?
1: Well, almost every pregnancy center I know of or speak for, they have a ministry for men. They want to support the man. And when the woman comes in for the sonogram, you know, they're supportive of him too. So many of them have totally changed their uh, lobbies, their decor from a feminine-looking thing to something that's much more friendly to both man and woman. And so if a guy could just say... I need to go ask some questions, and I need to be the one to call the resource center. I need to go find out about this sonogram thing because, as you know, once they see the sonogram, it's most likely not going to happen. Right, and being engaged is a big part of that decision.
0: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment.
3: Suppose you were to call Deeks Insurance and discover that over the past few years, you've been overpaying on your car insurance premiums. Thousands of dollars that could have gone into ministry or be spent on your family. It's more common than you think. Stats confirm even the insurance companies that have taken the most dramatic increases retain 85% of their clients. Not because there aren't alternatives, it's consumer apathy. Call Deeks Insurance at 1-800-240-5283. Deeksinsurance.ca As families continue to self-isolate because of COVID-19, the need for the gospel of Jesus Christ is needed in our homes now more than ever. That's why Focus on the Family is providing a free four-week trial of the Adventures and Odyssey Club where families can listen to the full Odyssey library of over 800 episodes, daily devotions, and more. The sign-up process is easy and no credit card is required. In addition, we have just released a new online streaming service called Focus at Home. Focus at Home brings hours of biblically-based, family-friendly entertainment created by Focus on the Family. Movies and audio adventures, readings of best selling children's books, biblical lessons straight from the Holy Land, and more. Best of all, this will be free of charge during the COVID 19 crisis. For more resources to help your family thrive in these uncertain times, please visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca. That's FocusOnTheFamily.ca.
0: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You're listening to a special Focus on the Family broadcast uh, recorded at an event at Central Bible Church in Fort Worth, Texas with our guest, Steve Arderburn. You can get a CD or download of this conversation at focusonthefamily.ca. And if you need to speak with a caring Christian counselor, uh, we'd be happy to set up a consultation for you. Just call 800
2: the letter a in the word family Steve, let me um, hit some of the stats. I mean, these are close numbers. 60 million children have lost their life due to abortion since Roe v. Wade, 1973.
1: Yes. 60 million. Uh, Satan intends to rob, steal, kill, destroy. And this is one of those things where he is able to blind people to the reality. Certainly blinded me, but I'm not blind anymore. I want to help people to wake up. And here's here's another perspective. Uh, Hitler destroyed, some people say maximum, 20 million Jews. We've killed 60 million. Hitler is dead and finished. We're still killing babies. The number is still going up and up every year. In fact, 120 babies an hour is what I've heard are being destroyed. Well, that's one of the things
2: is we're taping this. 120 babies will lose their lives while we're taping this program together. I mean, that should be jaw-dropping for us in the Christian community. But, you know, I want to also say one of the difficulties, and I, I agree with this criticism, frankly, of us, is we need to be helpful toward these women who are desperate. Right. I mean, and again, I don't mean to put a load on your shoulders, but that girlfriend that you got pregnant at Baylor. I mean, it would have been good for her to have a support group around her, maybe a Christian community who could have said there's a better way, even if you were pressuring her.
1: Well, she couldn't tell anyone because she would have been asked to leave.
2: Well, and this is, the, okay, this is the point. Right. How do we in the Christian community? uphold our obligation for that baby and for the well-being of that mother so we can say listen you know we want to provide help for you we want to provide job training for you we want to get your job in a christian company you know some business owner how do we do what the first second third century church did and that is to engage the brokenness of the culture
1: and bring God's shalom to these desperate people well you know one of the the great things that i've seen happen over the years is that women's resource centers, uh, they're not there to say babies, they're to minister to women and they want to bring babies into the world. And so one of their greatest ministries is a post-abortion ministry for the mother who went ahead and had an abortion. Because the statistic is something like 60% of abortions are done by women that have already had a child. And so after an abortion, when you minister to that woman and try to help her heal, you're really preventing the next abortion. So uh, abortion uh, clinics are interested in abortion. Women's resource centers and pregnancy centers are interested in the woman, the man, the baby, the family. They want restoration. And that's something that's really evolved uh, over the years. And it's, it's so great that yeah. they have seen that need in our media. And they're it. doing such a
2: great job. And yeah, and, yeah give them a hand, the right. pregnancy resource centers. <laughs> you know, focus on the family. We have partnered with them over the years, the last 15 years. And through the generosity of the listeners, you, uh, you know, we've been able to send about $25 million to help them with ultrasound machines and
1: uh, nurses training and getting them yeah. equipped. So, yeah. Well, and then there's a, there's a whole other movement of not just being pro-life, but being pro-abundant life. Yeah. Beyond, not just that we, well, we've saved a baby. No, let's, let's help this person mature and grow so they can raise this child up. That's yeah. so where focus on the family comes in right. and what you're doing. Well, and that's one
2: of the criticisms, you know, the, those that support abortion would say, oh, you don't care about the woman. You know, that's just, uh, you know, the line you give, the throwaway line you give. I've been there. I've seen these pregnancy resource centers. They care.
1: Oh, they care They're doing so, so
2: much. And I'm telling you, in your local community, get involved. The church isn't about national spokespeople being on radio no. and talking. I mean, this is fun. The action is in your community. Right. And we need churches, we need pastors to wrap themselves around these pregnancy resource centers who are doing an amazing job To not only save these babies, but also to help these women. I would love to see in these states that have passed heartbeat bills, the Christian business community, the Christian medical community, Mm. coming around these pregnancy resource clinics to deliver a full set of services that will help these women rise above. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Christian community could do that? And then these states that support death until the point of birth. And in Virginia, the Virginia governor wanting to support death beyond birth infanticide this is where we're headed and it is our obligation as christians to step up and to deliver help that's right and god shalom to these people
1: yeah so anything that we can do to support restoration and healing but also when a person is in trouble For them to know and so any message any billboard anything that comes across on social media that says call this number uh that that is so valuable and those are the people we need to support also those that are getting the message out steve i want to kind of as we wrap up the next couple of questions
2: here i'm thinking of the person either sitting here right here in fort worth where we're recording this tonight or the person listening to this when it airs on the focus broadcast uh, they were like you. They participated in an abortion. Uh, speak to that heart that maybe has never opened up about it. Um, what can they do, what should they do to get that healing that they so desperately need?
1: Well, the first thing would be to be willing to step out of the denial, which is a—it's just a, a reaction to protect yourself and to see what really has happened. And then to open up, you know, James five sixteen says, if we could confess our sins to one another and pray for each other, we could experience healing. And so you find someone safe uh, to be open with. But the other thing is to understand that God doesn't want you to live in that shame, doesn't want you to walk around in that kind of guilt. And, you know, um, in my uh, marriage, after that experience, uh, we were an infertile couple. And Christians would say to me, do you think this is because you paid for an abortion? Seven years of infertility. And I said, no, I don't. I, I, I don't think that at all, but thank you. for. Yeah, no, I'm for, just puzzled. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's horrible. And so then um, in 1990, you mentioned adoption. Um, my publisher introduced us to uh, a 16-year-old girl. It was the daughter of his best friend. And the boy was 16, and she was 16, and they decided not to have an abortion. And on Christmas Eve 1990, Madeline was born, and I became Madeline's dad. I, um, so when we, we went to Atlanta, and they put this baby in my arms, God giving back to me what I had destroyed. That's the message of grace that God has for every person that's been involved in an abortion. And when she filled out her college essay, entrance essay, she said, I was adopted at birth, but it seems like it was always meant to be. And it absolutely Wow, that plays. is a good place to <laughs> yeah. land. So that's the grace yeah. that God has.
2: And it's so exciting. When we as believers um, live to the standard God has called us to, good things happen. Like John 1010, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. When we live to that standard to try to help our neighbor, to love our neighbor in that way,
1: good things happen, don't yes, they? They do and I'm so grateful that you guys aren't just interested in happy little families that go to Sunday school together. You're really interested in helping people that are in trouble, that are struggling. And I just hope and pray that more will support you in all that you're doing well, I appreciate for that. life. Thank you, Steve. Yeah.
2: Let's proclaim life. Let's. Really do the things we need to do. And thank you again for your vulnerability and your willingness to talk about where you were at and how God has healed the ulcers. Yeah. I mean, the physical, but also healed your spirit. And thank you for demonstrating and being a great example for us. Thanks to you guys, too. We appreciate it. Steve, uh, knowing people are hearing you and their hearts are heavy. This might be the first time. You know, John, so often people write, they were spinning the dial, they were looking for a podcast, and they came across the Focus program. And we've even had people say, I was about to commit suicide, and we heard the program, and I decided not to take my life. I am sure there are people right now that are – they're crying in their heart because they did participate in that abortion. Can you pray for
1: them? Sure. Let's do that. Dear God, you are such a God of love and mercy and grace. And I pray that anyone who is hurting over a choice, that they would choose to accept your forgiveness and your mercy Mm -hmm. and your grace. And rather than continue to live in shame and self-condemnation, that they would turn to You and have You embrace them and experience Your love. And Lord, help us to reach our arms around those who are hurting and let them know that we don't offer shame, we offer hope and help and healing. And that's what we want each person who's struggling to experience. And in your name, I pray this, God. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Steve, for being with us.
0: Well, despite having a cold and uh, some other issues, the night was full of energy and encouragement with so many of our uh, focused listeners who braved the cool weather, the the chilly weather in Fort Worth, Texas. They came out uh, to hear Steve and on behalf of pre-born
2: babies. And Jim, that was really a memorable time. Yeah, what a fitting way to close with that prayer from Steve Arterburn. If this discussion has inspired you to make a difference in the lives of preborn babies, I hope you'll contact us today and make a donation. Let's do this together. You know, more than 459,000 babies have been saved through our Option Ultrasound program, and it's been running now for 15 years, and I hope to see a million or more babies saved over the next few years. Please contact us. The only thing that keeps us from doing more are the financial resources to get it done. We have a plan to get get to that 1 million babies saved. Be a part of it. Let's do this for the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, your ongoing gift of $60 saves a baby every month. So sign up today to be a sustaining member of our support team here at Focus on the Family for Option Ultrasound. You can save that baby right now by donating when you call 800A Family.
2: And Focus on the Family is committed to protecting pre born babies and helping women, and may I say men, choose life. And we hope you'll take part in our very special online event this fall called C-Life 2020. There is a little pun in there. There is. If you're catching it. Uh, we're building a pro-life movement that will culminate online September 26th. The speakers will include Candace Owens, Benjamin Watson, Alveda King, Mike Singletary, and many more. And the highlight of the event, of course, will be the live ultrasound of a preborn baby in the third trimester, a clear picture of human life in
0: the womb. Yeah, we hope you'll join the movement by getting all the details at FocusOnTheFamily.ca. And again, let me reiterate, this is all about saving the lives of precious preborn babies. And your gift of $60 does that. Uh, donate through the website or when you call 800-A-FAMILY. Well, on behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back next time as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.